Welcome to another episode of Threshold Conversations. We are just seeking to discuss a lot of these conversations um, in a, from a place of truth and just wanting to understand um, just God's heart. Um, so we hope that just in listening that you will just gain more insight um, into these topics. We are here discussing the topic of LGBTQ, and to do that with me, I have Warner Miller. Some of you may know him as an actor, an apologist, but I will let him do his thing and just tell us who he is. Um, introduce yourself, Warner. Thank you. Uh, yes, uh, my name is Warner Miller, uh, Brooklyn born, uh, Jersey raised, but back in Brooklyn because I know better now, so I'm a living in Brooklyn because Jersey was not by my choice that was my parents they were doing what they thought was best um, but I'm glad to be back in Brooklyn for a number of years but um but yeah so I I, uh, am an actor I'm employed as an actor Um, I uh, also I serve as a youth minister in, in my fellowship Christian Culture Center um and uh, I get the opportunity to serve and to mentor um, uh, youth uh, throughout the area, throughout New York, Brooklyn, um, specifically Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Queens. And um, and oh, I'm a husband now, so that's there's that. Congrats! That's, that's, that's uh, added to my list of titles. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's me in a nutshell. That's exciting. Yeah. That is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, honestly, prior to this, it is. Um, well, y'all don't have to know what time it is. Um, but we've literally had like a whole thirty-minute conversation is it 30 on this. <laughs> I think you walked in at like one something. Um, and she got here early too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think just for that purpose. For so. That purpose. <laughs> It's a good thing, honestly. Um, and I told him that we probably need like a backstage, I don't know, a backstage threshold. Mm-hmm. Um, because even that was just like, that was like a good, it was a whole entree actually. I don't know if we just recorded the whole episode, but that was already just so exciting to hear. And I, I, I trust that some of the things that we discussed um, prior would be brought up. Right, and I'm right, excited. Right to dive into this particular subject. I think a place to start would be, does gender identity matter to God? And not particularly sex identity. I know like people are now making um, that distinction um, with you know sex identity being you know the, the, the parts that you're born to that is unique to male, female. Um, and then gender being, um, what you decide to call yourself. I don't know if I'm right on that. Is that like sex and gender identity, right? Um, Just sex being like the way that... I mean, per, per my understanding, but you know, like I, like even, and I, I'll, I'll get you a question, yeah. which is a good one. Um, like even with the, you know, LGBTQ and there are other letters as well, mm-hmm. you know, they're um, more increasingly uh, different distinctions being made as to you know as as people Mm -hmm. seek to self-identify to distinguish their specific desires Mm -hmm. or lack of desire Mm -hmm. or you know what have you you know their 
I mean, it seems like every year another letter is being at. I, like I remember when it was, you know, LGBT, LGBT yeah, and then Q, and then yeah. I think there's yeah. an I, and there's another, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say all that to say, mm-hmm. uh, with regard to you know gender, um, I believe that it does matter to God mm-hmm. what we call ourselves, um, because. He has called us, uh, you know. You know, in the beginning, you know, God created, you know, man. In the beginning, He created them, male and female. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he, if 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 it wasn't important or as important as mm-hmm. um, so many people like to think, you know, you could say, you know, God created humanity. Right. You know, um, uh, but even in their original, I guess, translations of, you know, of of. Genesis, you know, there was uh, a word for male and female. Mm. Um, so I, I, I believe that, you know, it does matter to him. And, you know, and, and to take it kind of, I don't know if a step further, but in, yeah. in a different direction, you know, I believe that, and I think it makes, and I think if people thought about it, it would make sense. You know, the creator of something mm. has the right to call it right. what they right. desire. Right. Um like if I invent something, you know, I get to, you know, I get to name it, you know, like if, you know, uh, you know, if I create like a bomb sandwich, you know, I get to create it, I get to call it like the, the Miller or something, yeah. that's a whack name, but, you know, I, I get that privilege because I have created and, you know, I didn't really create a sandwich, I, I used pieces that were already there. My, my point right. being, you know, um, you know, if I believe that God, and by God, I mean the, uh, uh, the, the, the non-created creator Mm. um if i believe that this being created everything i mean i understand that people don't and that's you know that's 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 fine um but if i believe that god did create Mm. us um then he also gets to uh tell me who i am um you know like you often hear people say don't let other people define you which is absolutely true but you know who else doesn't get to define you? You don't get to define you. Um, God gets ultimate sovereign reign mm-hmm. to define us, mm-hmm. to give us our definition yeah. and purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if, if God says that, you know, I've created the male and female, um, then yeah, it does matter. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it does matter um, right. with regard to gender. Yeah. Well, thank you for expounding on just, that just jump right um, in like head no, first no, no toe dippage we're going right so uh, this is threshold so we're not we're not you know beating around the bush we're just jumping right in um right, right. and i no, think that's cool. that's yeah cool. i think that's a very great way to um to just open up on that and i love what you said about like not even having that authority to define us um like who we are yes um you know we hear that phrase all the time you know don't let people define you and everything like that, mm-hmm. which is absolutely, absolutely true. Um, but even like the ultimate authority is God. And then from that, other people can, you know, get to also point out that, yes, this affirm that, that yes, this is who you are. But that's based on um, what God has already said about me from the beginning. Right. Um, and, and, I, and I, you know, just to kind of add like a little, I don't know if nuance is the right word, but, you mm-hmm. know, like, the, you know, there are descriptors that that we're that we're allowed 
uh, or I, I believe that we're allowed to give ourselves. So, for example, you know, uh, God has defined yeah. who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I also, you know, like I said, I serve as a youth uh, minister. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a son. Yeah. I'm, you know, uh, you know, I'm a brother. You know, you know, so there are things I use to describe, mm-hmm. you know, uh, things that I do right. or what I participate in. But in, in this, the, the, the meta narrative for who I am, mm-hmm. um, that belongs to, to God. Right. You know, um, you know, he like he. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that that is ultimate, just right. That yeah. ultimately comes from him. Thank you for that. And for those who do say hey i'm born this way like i feel this way so this is what i am so i'm a girl and i feel um masculine and i don't even think this is necessarily having to do primarily with the way you know someone dresses or Mm. you know hey this these are the activities i like to do i'm a girl and i like to race cars not necessarily that but hey these are the desires i'm feeling um I'm attracted to that person. I am born this way. Um, I felt this way for as long as I could. Yeah, and they're, you know, kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard stories as well. Um, when people share on this, um, you know, ever since they could remember, they've had this desire. So how do we reconcile the belief of people saying that, hey, um, I was born this way to what God actually says about us? Right. Um, I was looking for this quote. This uh, I've heard different people say it in different ways, but like, uh, um, hopefully I won't fudge it up too bad. But like, feelings are. Oh gosh. Essentially, what it's saying, you know, you know, feelings aren't the determining factor to mm. what truth is. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, um, I'm thinking feelings of feelings don't the, dictate. Yeah, the truth. It, it, like like feelings are excellent some things but terrible truth indicators yes. um uh you know it so it's not that your feelings have no place in you know mm-hmm. i guess understanding the world around you um but they're not the ultimate i guess gauge to what is true mm-hmm. um you know again putting in a very practical context or experience you know there have been plenty of times where I felt that this woman was mm-hmm. oh man this woman is my everything you know this girl from you know I was in the you know, I was in high school you know mm-hmm. this I felt like oh man I have to have her yeah. girl my feelings were lying to me yeah. you know my feelings were absolutely lying to me um, and they were sincere my feelings mm-hmm. they were sincerely wrong mm-hmm. my feelings um, in that respect so you know and, and I, I don't say that to diminish the, the very real feelings that people, um, you know, uh, you know, going through, I guess, you know, gender di- displacement, you know, feel, and, mm-hmm. and hopefully that's the correct uh, verbiage. Um, but I would, I would challenge it. Um, I would humbly challenge it. Um, but just saying that, you know, like, like feelings, again, you know, aren't the determining factor to what is true. Mm-hmm. Um, in a in a collective on a collective level mm-hmm. um and, and even on a personal level mm-hmm. um truth is what determines what truth is mm-hmm. um truth is true whether i believe it or not mm-hmm. um if i'm on the top of a building mm-hmm. and i believe that gravity isn't real um 
and I say that I feel like gravity isn't real. If I step off that building, mm -hmm. the truth is I'm going to fall. Mm -hmm. Whether I believe that gravity isn't real, whether I feel like it isn't real or not. Truth is truth whether you feel like it or not. Now again, I use uh, uh, an, an, uh, maybe a sort of extreme example, um, but hopefully it, it, it illustrates again um, that uh, your feelings, whatever they may be, um, uh, have to uh, align with what is true. Um, so yeah. Was, was that a question I was answering? Or did that, I just no, yeah. How do we reconcile that belief, right? If someone oh, that, is yeah. saying, hey, I feel this way, right, but it right. does not align with, right. um, like we were saying earlier, like right. who God says you are. Um, and, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's not, um, I, I like to say this just with regard to ministry, and, and ministry just means service, you know, or help or dealing with humanity. Mm -hmm. Ministry is messy. Mm. Ministry is messy because people are messy. Yeah. Human beings are messy. We're beautiful, created in God's image. Mm. We are. We have inherent worth because of that. His, uh, God's fingerprint is, is on us. Yeah. But we're messy. Mm. All of us. From the, whoever you regard as being the, the highest echelon of integrity yes. to yeah. the opposite of that. We're messy. Mm. Um, so with that, with that in mind... Um, and I, I probably should have uh, uh, not qualified, but kind of prefaced yeah. this by saying, you know, um, particularly with regard to, you know, issues that have to deal not just with facts, mm -hmm. but also with feelings, yeah. you know, um, yeah. you know, to give uh, bumper sticker answers or these clean right. answers, um, even if they're true. Uh, I, I don't want to make the mistake or, or, or put it or put it out there that you know all you need to do is one two three and yeah. that's the you know that that, that sums you up it. you know everything that you, you got it mm -hmm. um, because I understand that it, it, this isn't just you know an exercise in facts or you know right. in, in intellect right. you know that there are uh, experiences that there are feelings right. that there are um, you know, different, you know, backgrounds, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that, that, that go into, uh, these very real questions. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I just wanted to just make it clear that, that even in giving these answers, right. um, right. that I'm not diminishing, uh, the, the very real complicated, yeah. uh, layered, um, mm -hmm. You know, just really complex the the mm. complexity yeah, of, yeah. of of the questions and the people behind the questions. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad like you acknowledge that and the overarching aim um, with this particular topic and like future and past topics. Um, a threshold is really to help people understand holistically um it's easy to give and i think that's why we often like fall into these holes mm -hmm. um we give um easy answers and 
very clean yes no answers and that's what people are living um of of but understanding understanding you know these particular topics and why are we even um discussing them why does the bible say what mm -hmm. it says about them really understanding the depth and teaching people to understand i think is more you know important than just hey well this is the answer go and live it off um go and live off of it um it reminds me of a quote um and i hope i don't butcher it either <laughs> um but teach give someone a fish or something like that give someone a fish and right, then right. keep coming back right yeah but if you teach them teach them how to fish then i don't know <laughs> they wouldn't be able to sustain themselves that's my that's, paraphrased that's version your, your of that yeah. um that's my interpretation but yeah it's really giving people that direction and mm -hmm. teaching them to fish and understanding um the, the the complexities um being able to understand and right. navigate the complexities of these um conversation right um for themselves so i am very very glad you pointed that out because when you have feelings and you have um the mind and you have the heart like we're not just confined to one part of right. our our being right, right, right. Um, we are dynamic people and you know not to be corny but we need like dynamic understanding we need dynamic sure. answers um and, so and I, and I appreciate just as you know um that god cares about that mm. you know, jesus you know mm. i was just looking at the, the the scripture where he says you know you know worship you know worship god with uh mm. your 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 mind yeah. your body yeah. and and your soul i believe yeah. it's in matthew um yeah. can't find it at this moment yeah. but you know like you know god mm. cares like you said you know about whole our holistic our, yeah. our whole person yeah um and so much so that he that that's how he requires or desires mm -hmm. us to right. to come to him right. not just in mind or not right. just in body right. you know but also you know taking into consideration our mind right. you know so you don't yeah. come to god you know and turn your brain off you know mm -hmm. there's also an intellectual engagement there right. um but there's also a spiritual engagement yeah. there so it's not just intellect or um you know, uh, or, you know, body, you know, yeah. engagement, but it's also spirit, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So I, 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 I'm mm -hmm. grateful for that because, you know, it's not just, you know, uh, you know, giving a man, like there's a passage that says about, you know, uh, if a man is asking you for food, you know, and you're like, oh, you know, I'll pray for you right. and then walk yes. away. The man is still hungry. You know, um, so so that means no. Yes, okay, you'll pray for him, but give him some bread too. You know, acknowledge the very real fleshly need yeah. he has. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. That's so good. Thanks. Um, and I think this also then um, just leads us well into the topic of you know same sex attraction. And I'm going to bring up what you said, um, like in our backstage conversation um like you mentioned something someone said that really helps you to even understand um the subject and i'll allow you to answer it but like why would god you know if someone is dealing with same-sex attraction and we're saying um this is not you know this is not the heart of god concerning you but someone is saying hey like i am feeling this way i can't help it 
well, why would why would I be feeling this at all if mm-hmm. you know if it's wrong? Um, you know, it also applies to the quote that you mentioned earlier. Why would God put a tree um, in the middle of the Garden of Eden? And you know, if they were not supposed to eat from it, like why would that be there if that's you know, like let it not be there at right. all? Um, and we won't have to even right. fall into right, you know right, right. that yeah. dilemma. No, it, it, um, you know, on on the surface of it, you know, it seems, you know, seems masochistic, you know, mm-hmm. that that God is, uh, and, and almost cruel, you know, like you, you're telling me to do one thing, but you're putting things in place to have me do the opposite of what you've supposedly commanded me not mm-hmm. to do, um, and I'm at fault mm-hmm. if I oblige mm. um so yeah i you know it, it 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 would seem that way and 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 to not make sense um i, I express you uh i guess during the backstage I, mm-hmm. something i heard um a pastor uh, say uh with regard to adam and eve you know and and the whole kind of you know uh the 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 situation with you know god you know saying i put you in this garden of eden of perfection um and you can feel free to eat of whatever you want just don't eat of this one tree you know why would god do that why would god you know again to your point just not included in there like you can do that god yeah absolutely can do that you know and and what this pastor said is he said um you know he was he actually gave two uh uh, I guess maybe insights on it, but he said this one thing, and it, it really resonated with me. He said that for every time Adam or Eve walked past that tree and said no, every time that they chose to obey and not engage in eating that the fruit of that tree, every time they did that, that their faith their dependency and their love for God would continue, would increase. Um, uh, every time that they denied themselves, the, the, what the scripture calls the lust of the flesh, um, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, every time you said no, um, that you would become more and more, um, not just more and more into his likeness, but, you know, the intimacy, which is what we all want, would, uh, would 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 grow um there's also a paul uh the apostle paul uh i think it's in romans or corinthians uh he he talks about you know having these uh this thorn in the flesh um and that's understood to be you know some sort of ailment some sort of debilitation that he had and he prayed to god you know get you know take this away from me take this away from me i think like three times and god said no 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 and left them with it. Um, we don't know exactly what it, what it was, but right. we know that it was. I mean, to compare something to a thorn in the flesh, right. you know, that's something that you don't want. Right. Um, and and Paul said that you know God said that His grace is sufficient. Mm. That no, I'm not going to take this away from you. Mm. Um, and I and I want you to rely on me. That even with this debilitation, even with this. Um, undesirable want or undesirable yeah. in you yeah. that my grace is sufficient 
Um, and I know that even in my own life, you know, there are things that, you know, or there are things about me or character flaws in me, um, or even just ways that I've been brought up that have, have stuck. Um, and it's not to say that maybe one day they, they'll unstick, but some may very well be here until I, you know, leave this earth. And, um, and what those things do, or if, if, if I allow them to, they act as humble agents um, because they get me to not depend on myself, um, but depend on the grace that God has given me. Scripture says that, you know, where sin abound, grace abounds more. Um, that there's no issue, that there's no sin, that there's no flaw, that there's no, you know, negative thing in us that God's grace can't account for. However, and this is maybe a caveat, however, you have to agree that yes, this is a thorn in the flesh. Yes, this is something that's debilitating. Yes, this is a sin. Um, you know, again, you know, in quote scripture, scripture says, you know, God, um, uh, God uh, resists mm. the proud, mm. but give that's grace nice. to the humble. The proud man or woman says, "Nothing's wrong with me. Mm. I'm good. This is this is nothing. I'm good." Mm. The humble man or woman says, "No, this is something that I'm struggling with. Mm. I need you, God, to help me. Either take it from me, or carry me while I have it. Mm. You know, that's humility." Wow. That's humility, um, and at the root of all sin, whether it be you know whatever it is, is pride. You know, I, I remarked that you know it wasn't sexual you know uh, uh, impropriety that got Satan kicked out of the garden. You mm. know, or, or uh, you know it, it wasn't uh, he wasn't cursing mm. that got Satan kicked out or uh, kicked out of heaven yeah. or anything. Yeah. It wasn't you know him lusting was pride mm. he wanted to be wow. like God you know pride mm. you know if, if we had to you know give you know a sin number one yeah. you know like pride is at there. the root of all so, yeah. Um, so yeah yeah wow I go on tangents you, you, you can cut me off because it, it's left, great right, to see up, just down, so. how everything unfolds and it always comes back um to, to to the main point so I appreciate you like expanding like zooming in and zooming out mm. I guess even with that, and, and I'll keep referring back to our discussion prior to this, you know, what is the difference between someone who is actively fighting against those desires and someone who is given in one? Um, and then do you think that um, that particular dynamic is, you know, discussed enough for right. people to understand that, yeah, people actually do deal with this right. uh, feelings? Uh, uh Again, my myriad of analogies I've used. And, and analogies help me to not just teach, but also oh, to understand. Wow. Um, I, I gave, a, I guess, an illustration of if, you know, imagine you were on a boat, mm. big boat, and you look over the side of a boat, and I'm like, I'm talking about like a cruise ship boat, so it's mm. big, you're really high up. Mm. And you look over the side, and you see two men in the water. Mm. And... You know, you, you, you notice that they're, you know, they're not 
out for you know a swim that they're you know there's the potentially you know life-threatening things in. Mm-hmm. so you throw a lifesaver in that that circular tube mm-hmm. and so the one guy is like splashing around in water you know like just uh, uh, desperately trying to get to this lifesaver he like mm-hmm. just splashing around like just all crazily like trying to get to this uh, you know um, to this lifesaver mm-hmm. and the other guy isn't splashing around at all. In fact, he's face down, floating, hasn't, you know, just just still, you know. In fact, one would say he even looks peace, mm. you know, just very still. Mm. I would ask you, which person would you assume, if you were looking over, which person would you assume is alive? Um, you would assume that the person splashing around, struggling, desperately fighting for his life is the one that's alive. Mm. And actually the person who looks to be at peace is the one that's dead, mm. drowned. Um, that, that illustration for me, uh, and, and not just with same-sex attraction, but with, with any sin, you know, to struggle is to be alive. Um, to struggle is to know that you know there there's uh, some place I want to be alive and safe. Yet there are elements that are pulling me in the opposite direction: mm-hmm. death, sin, disobedience, those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so to struggle uh, is actually a good thing mm-hmm. yeah. um, because that means you're alive. Uh, when you come to the point where uh, you're no longer struggling or you're no longer struggling in a specific thing um yeah there's obviously there's a there could be a deliverance you know because you've been delivered or you know and again i'm not just not talking about you know exclusively same-sex attraction i'm talking about anything um then okay there's deliverance but also to be warned that if you find yourself maybe not struggling or giving in to whatever at one point you felt was pulling you down, mm-hmm. then um, I think it, it would it would be worth your while to truly consider whether, and this sounds kind of uh, hyperbolic, but whether you've died in, mm-hmm. in, this, in a certain area, whether, in a, and obviously not living, but I'm not, you know, uh, physical death, but there's a spiritual dying. Mm-hmm. Um, just like temptation, you know, temptation in and of itself isn't sin, you know, to be, you know, we're, we're tempted by things that we want but shouldn't have, right, right. you know. The temptation isn't the sin. The giving over to it, that's when it's sin. That's when it's in direct that's contradiction. Right. Yeah. Of. Um, so that, 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 that's the first part. The, uh, the, the struggle, if you're struggling in it, mm-hmm. th- there's still hope, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, with regard to... Uh, issues like this being talked about I think well I mean no not I mean obviously I haven't been in every church and every place <laughs> on the planet but but I you know in my you know, very limited experience you know um, mm-hmm. it's either two extremes yeah. it's either the you know it's sin you're going to hell uh, you know derogatory names the you know you know in 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 that extreme mm-hmm. or it's the and I'm, and I'm speaking with regard to christians yeah. or 
Christianity, Christendom. Is that extreme, or the other extreme is, no, it's that's totally fine. You know that that is uh, acceptable. You know God loves you, you, and 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 you know and you, all of you is is how He created you, and and live your best life. You know, and so yeah. so there's that, yeah. and both of them. You know, extreme physical say you know anything at least to extreme is error or something mm -hmm. like that. Any extreme is error. Mm -hmm. um, probably misquoted that wrong. Wow. But, 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 but the point is, is that they're both two extremes. And um, so those are often, if there were conversations, I'm using ear quotes, mm -hmm. those are the conversations mm -hmm. um, being had. Mm -hmm. And uh, which obviously doesn't help anything um, or doesn't help. Right. Um, now, at, at least particularly within the UK, I, I don't know, I don't know why that is, but uh, there are men and uh, some in, in, in the US, actually I can only think of two, um, they are same-sex attracted men and women who they're uh, open and honest about still having these attractions. They love God, they believe that, you know, what God or scripture has to say about uh, sexuality and identity um, so they don't affirm or engage with a homosexual lifestyle mm. um, but they still honest about yes I have these feelings mm. um, and I know one of them I, I won't give his name well maybe at the end I'll give, it, I'll give his name because mm -hmm. um, you know these men and women actually actively talk about this you know um, and write books about him, uh, but you know he said that you know uh, not everyone who has sex has intimacy, and also not everyone who has intimacy has sex. Um, one of the things that I you know because even as a you know I'm, I'm heterosexual um, and I you know and I believe you know what Scripture says about you know uh, you know that you know. You know, sex is between a man, one man, one, one woman, and within the covenant of marriage. Um, there was a time that it was like, gosh, but man, that there are people who legitimately are, you know, have these same-sex attractions, you know, and and actively deny themselves for the, you know, in, in their mind, the honor and glory and, and love of God. Man, they must live miserable or incomplete lives. Um, and I, I mean, I never like really said that loud, but that, you know, that, that, that was kind of like my tension with it. Mm. I still believe it was, you know, I believe scripture, but it was also like, man, how could, that's like torture. Yeah. And it wasn't until uh, I actually spoke to a friend of mine who I met in university in, uh, in, in the UK. Uh, we were studying theology and philosophy together and same-sex attracted guy. And, and he told me that this is what. He, you know, he said, yeah, you know, I'm same-sex attracted, but, you know, I don't, I don't give in, or he, he didn't use those words. His words are far more eloquent <laughs> and actually very um, mm -hmm. matter-of-fact about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, no, I, not only did I believe God over my feelings, mm -hmm. um, but he also valued God's love to be sufficient. Mm -hmm. Um, or more sufficient than to give in mm. to whatever feelings that he was having, and and he also has 
friends and, and family people that he he's quite intimate with mm-hmm. that you know provide that level or you know uh, uh, equitable level of intimacy mm-hmm. um, to him and I remember looking at him um, really like trying to you know because people say yeah you know I don't, I'm not I, you know I, I don't uh, th- that 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 sin doesn't affect me anymore but you're looking at him and you're like yeah it does come on yeah, yeah it does a little bit but I remember looking at him man and I and I believed him I, I truly believe him and not that I'm you know my discerner of character is 1000% true but um, but thankfully I had a chance to obviously you know we're, we're friends so I, I, I know him past that but yeah I, I, I believed him that that's not to say that you know these feelings, these same-sex attractions, uh, you know, th- there are times that he doesn't feel. In fact, and, and, I, and I appreciate it, I, I don't know why, but he's very, um, very candid with me when we would have, and not that this is the blind share of our conversations, because we also, but when we did, you know, he's very candid. He was, you know, like he would say, you know, I was at the gym this one time, and this guy was hitting on me, and I was like, oh, man, that, wow, you know, he looked cute and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, you know, th- that happened, and then I walked away, or what have you. So it's not to say that, you know, there isn't a struggle or like the feelings have disappeared or will ever disappear or will Mm. ever go away. Um, But the fact is that he regards something more Mm. or something higher than these feelings that he has. Um, That was profound to me. And, 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 And it just so happened I began to meet other people. Uh, you know that have and from different you know he he's from Amsterdam another guy's from Australia another guy is from the UK one guy is a rector at a church you know like that like different walks of life mm. you know um, but both but all kind of you know in in their way saying that you know yes I still do have these feelings but something is worth more than these feelings and I'm not miserable mm. you know I'm, I actually live a very full life you know and I think and maybe one of them said it, uh, or maybe I kind of uh, gathered information, made this uh, observation that I believe in the West, especially in our churches to some degree, sex is this highly, is this really big commodity. And if you're not having sex, you know, you are missing out on a, on, a, on an aspect of life. Mm-hmm. You're, you're missing out on a big chunk of life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why to hear someone is celibate, you know, um, is like a really wow. That's, you know, um, like, you know, you know, I my wife, you know, we we were celibate. We didn't we didn't have sex uh, until we got married. And, you know, some people even within my family, um, the notion of not having sex with your mate is they did not they couldn't believe it. They couldn't fathom or wrap their minds around celibacy especially you know you're straight she's straight uh you're handsome she's good looking there's no, you know you know like why would you you know like do that to yourselves yeah. you know and, and not only that but just the belief that they could because for them they couldn't do it or they at least felt they couldn't do it so the fact that they couldn't do it no it couldn't happen um but i, I think it's a part of this narrative Again, particularly in the West, where like sex is paramount, you know, 
sex is is you know we're such a sexualized yeah. you know yeah. people w- within the West you know um, that when you hear someone say yes no I actually don't have sex and will possibly not have sex for the remainder of my life and my life is still complete wow. you know um, you know and think about it, you know Jack, Jesus you know for all intents and purposes was a virgin unmarried no kids all 33 you know years. all 33 yep. years and you know and I think one would be uh, mm. you know wow. could, could not say that he didn't live you know the most complete life mm. ever you know mm. um, even if you don't believe that Jesus is God's son savior or whatever, you know um, so anyway I, I, I think that um, you know we have those two extremes within the church mm. the either the your hell fire just for having them or the complete acceptance whereas I believe that there is a that you know just the acknowledgement that yes uh, one one man said you know with regard to his same sex attraction this is this is my brokenness you know this is the 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 the, the thorn in my side that God has given me to deny myself you know just like you have your brokenness your brokenness may be addiction your brokenness may be you know this your brokenness may be that but this just happened and he doesn't say it like in a defeated way it's just you know this is you know what you know uh, this is this is my brokenness this is my um what i lean towards Mm. um but it doesn't define me um so yeah there's i I think we i think we learn to have honest conversation and and are not threatened Mm. by you know I mean, I don't, I'm sure there are people that say, you know, if if I lean a little towards the middle, I affirm homosexuality. Or if I lean a little towards the middle, I hate homosexuals. No, you can love. And and I and I know people that a lot of people don't like this phrase, and I and I and I can understand it to some degree. You know, love the the the, the sinner, sin. but hate the sin. Mm-hmm. I understand intellectually what many people mean mm-hmm. by that. Um, and yeah, there is truth in that, um, interpreted the right way. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, love, love the people or, or, or have regard for the people, Right. you know, um, it's not to accept what people do, you know, people, people don't have to accept everything that I do. Mm. God surely does not accept everything that I do. Um. Um, but I, but but he loves me, and I know that he loves me because he died for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. One of like our next touch points is um, just like approaching this. Just like an aside, what does it even mean to love? I'm saying like God's way. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. the way that the world thinks, you know. Um, you love, and I, I'm not sure if it's Rick Warren. Um, he said something along the lines of. If I don't agree with you, or if I don't affirm this, um, you think I hate you. But if mm-hmm. I do affirm it, and I, you know, I, I say I, that I'm I've with you, man, he, yeah, he said it I've, way I've eloquently than I'm saying it right I've now. Seen that um, and, and, and it's true. It's, it's true for our. That's kind uh, of how we see our, love, our, like you know. It's true for our religious conversations, our political conversations, our you know, mm. like if if I don't agree with you, then I hate you. Mm. Um, uh, you know, and, and it's and it's only exacerbated by you know, not this uh, you know not that social media is bad, but you know, social what social media does is, is it's a, it allows us to just group together everybody that 
thinks and believes and speaks just like we do. So we find it. So now we uh, kind of confide ourselves or confine ourselves to an echo chamber. So now, you know, we're rarely ever challenged on what we believe because we can just delete them. Mm. Or we can block them, mm. you know, and, and and even in our news, you know, we will we can look at MSNBC, we can look at Fox News, we can look, you know, to, to kind of, you know, just reaffirm what we already believe as opposed to, you know, critically think, actually engage with someone right. who doesn't agree with you, learn not to vilify them, but just, you know, we may happen to disagree, but you can still be my brother and you can mm. still be my sister. Um, so, yeah, that that's, that's definitely yeah. kind of exacerbated in yeah. many areas, but, you know, but with regard to love, you know, um, so I have, I don't have any children, but I have a nephew and he's my, my first nephew. And there's this quote, I can't, maybe G.K. Chesterton or Malcolm McDonald, uh, Malcolm, Malcolm Muggeridge. But he said that he's learned more from, more about God watching children than any volume of philosophy mm. or book he's read. And although my nephew, I'm a shot out Cam, he's not my child. I've learned so much about God having had the having have having the privilege of being around him and growing up and and I bring that up to say this Jesus went when uh when the disciples are asking Jesus how do we pray he says this is how you pray our father now usually we can, we go past our father who art in heaven how do we, but if you stop our father that's a very profound thing that means to say that God is your father um, assumes relationship so it's not just God is this faraway deity this king I mean he, he's king and he's deity and all this stuff but he's also father there's an intimacy in that there's a closeness in that there's a relationship in that you know because you don't go around calling everybody father or daddy or you know like they're a very specific person or people depending mm. on your background mm-hmm. um that you call father mm. and so and so a part of what that tells me is that if we are to if we have permission mm. and access to regard the master and creator of everything as father mm. then that means that he regards us as his children and if when I engage with my nephew, it's funny, and I've never again like I don't have kids, but he's the closest thing to it. Mm-hmm. I loved Cameron the day that he was born. Mm-hmm. He didn't, and I and I remember being cog, you know cognizant of that, like, yo, I love him, and he's never done anything. He's he's never done anything to earn my love. He's never. Uh, like he the boy could shoot someone in the head break my heart and i'd be disgusted but i'd still love him i'd still love him i would hate what he did i would be disappointed in him i would you know whatever disciplinary things i i i I would it would pain me to see him have to go through but i i I would allow it because you know not allow it but I, i would be okay with it because i know he did something wrong but i would love him I would love him. Mm. I can't think of anything that boy could do to have me not love him. Mm. Disappoint me, hurt me to my core. Mm. Um, all those things. But I, I, I would love him. Mm. Because he's my nephew. Mm. You know. 
Now, me and my imperfection and and my you know flaws, you know th that that's a, a flawed love. Even as intense as I have it, that's a flawed love because I'm flawed. I'm messy, and so is he. How much more so, God for us. Um, so that that like I guess illustration or uh, how I regard my nephew is kind of to the same degree as how I believe God responds to me or to us that you know um, the reason that God loves us is not because we're lovable my, my, my nephew like I said he didn't do anything except be created to have me you know he doesn't he still doesn't you know he can be annoying he can you know he's cute and he knows he's cute he can be annoying he can be stubborn he can be uh, uh, um, he can be, uh, uh, you know, selfish, all of those things. So it's not like he's the, you know, most lovable person on the planet. You know, I love him because I love him. Mm. God loves us not because, you know, we're dope and we're the, he loves us not even because he wants to love us. Or I should say want, um, but it's this, at least I don't, this intellectual, yeah. in First John it says that God is, is love not that he just does loving things or you know he reacts or responds lovingly his very essence in nature is love so everything he does just off gp is through and by and with love i mean i don't want to say god is compelled but for lack of language can't God do is, he, other than he, he can't he can't go against yeah. his nature his nature is to love yeah. even his justice yeah. is love even his wrath right. his is discipline. love even yeah. his discipline is love is through love um so so with so with all of that you know he loves me because he is love mm. you know what I'm saying and and that love is not in agreement with everything that I do and and that's I think I don't you know I, I haven't lived for you know I haven't lived in the Middle East or the the Far East, anything like that, but so so I'm, I'm saying it with a certain amount of ignorance. But just having grown up and born, lived, worked in the West, you know, that's the notion of love has kind of taken on the kind of what you alluded to in the beginning. That you know, to love you means to accept everything about you and to be okay with what you do. That's not love. That's not love. You know, just like in the beginning of the kind, we were talking about feelings, like love goes beyond a feeling yeah. you know yeah. um yeah. uh you know love sees us for who we are mm. you know it doesn't paint a picture uh, you know it sees us exactly who we are with all the the dirt beyonce you know the warts and all mm. Mm. <laughs> um doesn't deny that they're there yeah. calls them warts doesn't say that oh you know you're no they're warts mm. but i love you that's love. Mm. Love holds us accountable. Yeah. Um, love doesn't see you walking toward a ditch and say, well, listen, right. you know, I love you too much to, you know, to say it's anything. No, love actually, I, I'll give this thing about, again, with my nephew. And I often use my nephew as a illustration point. Because, again, I've, I've learned a lot about God or his, how he responds to me through my nephew. Mm. And his mother hates this, and as she should. Um but she knows this. So when he was maybe about two, when he starts walking, um, 
he, he I, I was babysitting him, or he was with me. I can't remember the exact circumstances. And you know how I, anyone who's ever had a baby or a baby when they start walking, like they are on their feet and they just zip, right? So we were outside and and we were walking down the street. And this was, I think, summer or spring. It was warm, and we were walking by, and then someone I saw on the brownstone sitting on the steps, was coming down, and I, in my head, two seconds, mm-hmm. maybe not even that, you know, because I looked up, because I had, I had my nephew with Cam with me, and I think his hand slipped out or something like that. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but it, with in any regard, in what seemed like a second, he zips off to the to the uh, corner. Is a truck or bus or some sort of like maybe delivery van coming right towards him. He's going towards the street. And the angle that we were at, you know, one, if I said Cam, he wouldn't stop because he was already, he had a full set of head of steam. He was going that way. And I couldn't like grab him. So in an instant, and that, and that truck would have at the very least clipped him. Like he would have been touched by this truck. So in an instant, I grabbed him and I fell on him. I think he's like two years old. I'm I'm well over 150, yeah. 160 pounds. Um, so I grab him. Thankfully, obviously he's safe because he's six now, so he's safe. But I remember getting up off him and had like a little scrape. He's crying. He was looking at me, and obviously he couldn't talk. But I imagine he's looking at me. You know, Uncle, why would you do that? You know, mm. I thought you loved me. You know, you love me. Why would you hurt me? Mm. You know, in his mind. All he felt was the pain of my body being on him, this, yeah. this scrape on his on his yeah. arm, and 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 that's all he saw. Yeah. Meanwhile, I saved this kid from you know again I don't know if he would have died, but I knew it would have been something. Yeah. And and my reasons for doing that is because I love him. Mm-hmm. I love him so much that I'm willing to fall on his body to to mm-hmm. keep him from death. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I don't know why I brought up that story, but I, but 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 just with regard to love and how the Father regards us, He loves us so much. His love is is fervent, and it's not just Disney fluffy, you know, telling us what we want to hear. Like sometimes, you know, I heard like in in the ancient in in the ancient Middle East, if a sheep continued to like stray away from the pack, the shepherd would actually break the sheep's legs. Um, and obviously, you know, bind them and yeah. heal them. Yeah. But the purpose was to protect the sheep from the wolves. That the shepherd was willing to break the legs to hurt mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. to keep them from destruction. destruction. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, our, our father loves us to that degree. Not that everything is hurting. I, I don't, obviously I don't want to paint mm-hmm. that picture, but you know, his 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 love is perfect. His love is yeah. exhaustive. His love is holistic. holistic. Yeah. You know, um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I th- <laughs> there's so much to meditate, and and I I think there's so much um, just to take away from even that alone. Like if we allow love to really paint our, you know, the way that we see and the way that we interact, because you know, just like you said, um, people are afraid of approaching this. Um, in the way that would um, make them seem that, hey, I'm affirming this, or the other extreme, or in the way that we are 
judging if we're not um, if we're not affirming it or by affirming it, which we're showing that yes, this is okay. But I think having love um, actually paint the picture of how we see this is vital because through that you can really interpret anything. And love is not, you know, like you've just said, love is not something that just you know gives us a pat on the back. It is willing to break us. Uh, I think the Bible says that too. Like, uh, like a good friend. Something like that. A good friend is willing to wound yeah. you. I say the one version, like I told a friend of mine, like, listen, man, if, if you saw me going down the wrong path or, you know, about to, you know, do something like boneheaded and you didn't say something to me, mm. yo, I have a problem with you. Right. I, I have a straight right. up problem with you. You don't love if, me, if, actually. You know, like, yeah, don't ever say that you do when you, you're going to let me do something that you know is going to mm. bring about my destruction, mm. you know. Wow. Uh, literally, figuratively speaking. I think that's about. okay. There's so much to talk about um, on this particular topic, um, but I hope this has just gotten us um, just thinking about how to approach this, how to be thinking about this. Um, if you are one who is, you know, struggling with this or uh, w with this particular lifestyle or you're someone who's thinking about how do I talk to people who um, who are um, engaging in this um, lifestyle in my own life. Um, I hope these have just been like some insights and like some starting points um, to just start to think about it. And again, there are no, um, it's not about just giving answers. Um, not to say that there are no answers. It's not about giving answers and just go and be well. Um, it's actually helping us um, to navigate this, um, to see this holistically. Um, for ourselves. Um, there are a lot of questions here, but I think that's even enough to start um, thinking about that. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Warner, for being willing to engage this. I know it's not the easiest thing to talk about, but you've been just really graceful and you're dealing uh, and not giving easy answers. So your knowledge is and everything <laughs> really helps me, honestly, um, to continue to think about this um, in a way that is holistic. So I can't thank you enough. This has been amazing. Thank you. All right, guys, we'll join you next time.